Thank you, as always, for listening to Fluff and Crunch. In today's episode, Chris and I are going to talk about downtime systems. That is, codified, to some extent or another, systems that fill the gap between adventures. Not between sessions of an adventure, but actually between separate adventures. And we use the carousing system in Modiphius's Conan as an example And so if you're interested in how the carousing system works in Conan because you want to run it or play it, this is your episode. And if you're interested in the idea of downtime as a more formalized process, this episode's for you. Thanks for listening to Fluff and Crunch, where we talk about the connection and sometimes disconnect between system, setting, and story in tabletop RPGs. Hello, Chris. Hi, Jeremy. How are you? Uh, I'm not bad. You're not bad. In a moral sense or like a dispositional sense right now? <laughs> Just one of these things we say, I realize as well, but it's like, you know, <laughs> in America, you, I think we've had this conversation already that if you ask Americans how you're like, yeah, I'm great. Woo, awesome. And you ask British people, and the best you're going to get is, yeah, not bad. Can't <laughs> complain. It's never a positive, it's a, it's a non-negative. Yeah, all right. Actually, the 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 comment that I get the the throwaway greeting is oh, like, "How you doing? Pretty good." The vague. Anyway, have you done any gaming since last we talked? I have because we recorded last Thursday, and so last That's Thursday right. was my uh, our next Conan Exiles thing. So and uh, we carried on. We're like you know running it almost as a co op thing because there's lots of random tables. We've carried on from that. Yeah. So I I'd luckily I'd killed a lot of spare time by. We'd spent the first few sessions just like trying to find the bare minimum so our guys weren't going to die of like starvation and hunger, uh, starvation and yeah. like thirst. So we had we had shelter and we had food and we'd work that out. And then rather than spend another week sitting there basically working out a spreadsheet, I wrote a spreadsheet which I could put all of a week's worth of a like in-game week's worth of uh resource gathering in and then worked out with all those resources gathered in a week, this is what we can build with it. So right. when they came back, we had right, right. We now have a we have stuff we can like make weapons with, and we can make armor if we want to, and we just need the resources to do it. So then last week yeah. we did some more random encounters, and now we have weapons and gears. So and now it's like right, we can either go, and we've got a vague idea of stuff that's going on around us. So now we can, we can go. There's a local there's a local settlement nearby where we could go to, or there's we decided there's big caverns full of these scary void creatures, which are basically like weird Cthulhu things. We could go there. Um, but I think I'll start moving it more now into a more GM led, less just utterly random. We're going to, cause we've been right. basically doing a hex crawl and in each hex, we gather some resources and there might be something there. We fight some monsters. Um, but I've got some ideas of bringing some more sort of legal lens type stuff into it and not just being totally, uh, just not just being totally random because it'll get boring right. doing that after a while. So we've done two sessions of random hex crawling. Uh, so now I think I'm going to bring some more actual stuff, but yeah, it's been good so far. Nice way good. to get back into it. Good. Very good. How about you? We had our second session of Star Trek Adventures and ended the first um, episode, adventures, whatever you want to call it, mission um, that came out of the Strange New Worlds book. And um, as is always the case with published adventures, there were things that they did that were anticipated 
by the author of the adventure and then ways that they didn't. It's like, that's why you need a GM. That's why yeah. it's not just like a choose your own adventure book that everyone just gathers around. It was good. It ended well. Um, we then spent some time talking through the, um, the experience and the reputation system. And I think that's going to take a little time to get my head around completely. Although I feel like I'm farther down the road than, than some of my players. Cause of course I've been reading it, but, um, but I get the sense that the very slow progression, I'm, it's, I'm going to have to work on one of my players to, to accept that you're not going to level every time. And it's going to be a while before you're going to be promoted or that you're, you, know, you think about this, one of the things in, uh, in Star Trek Adventures is that you have a reputation from one to five and you yeah. start with a three. And it takes a really long time yeah. to increase your reputation. But if you think about it, it's like you're one person on one starship in a big quadrant. Word it, about you is not going to get yeah. out that it's going to take a while. So it, it was good. It was really good. And then I'm off this weekend because I'm going to be out of town for a family wedding. And so we're going to pick up uh, with the next, the next mission in their, um, their, their exploration <coughs> duties uh, next weekend. So it was good. So we're in good shape. Yeah, I think it's funny. The thing with that, yeah, you can throw skill, you can throw XP at them and stuff. No, they don't have XP, they really do. But you can throw the odd advanced thing, but there's a, the one downside of like, as opposed to sort of Conan of Infinity, where because you, you've got a big skill list, you can throw people a point in this skill because there's, there's lots of them. Whereas in Star Trek, you can't, there's six. So you can't right. be like, here, have a whole extra thing in a discipline because that's a massive big boost. Um, yeah. And like I said, like when rank, I mean, we, we had this conversation a while back when we were talking about other things that way you can progress. We said like, well, in sort of all the series of Star Trek, occasionally you see a character go from sort of lieutenant to lieutenant commander. Rarely that's, though. That's kind of it. We, you know, they, get, they get an extra half pip on their little things. It's not like people are going <laughs> to, unless you plan, yeah, you're not going to have that kind of thing. So yeah, that kind of growth, not that kind of game. It's about the story. Yeah, I guess it's, so it's one of those things we said last week. You, you, it's a conversation you have to have before it even starts to. This is what level of uh, how long are we planning to play this and where are we wanting to go? Are we doing a where is the start and end point? Because the weird thing in Star Trek, in theory, you can start with a much higher rank, I think. Like you could start with one of them being the commanding officer of the ship in theory. Yeah. They just wouldn't have a high rank with it. But. We have, a, we have a, a captain and I think two lieutenant commanders because they're the, it's the, Chief science officer and the chief medical officer, so the d department heads. Um, yeah, and it's it's not going to be. Yes, they're not, already quite what, high ranked. Do you get promoted like to to like what? Are you going to displace? It's you going to displace the executive officer who's the only commander yeah. on the ship. Anyway, um, but that actually provides us a segue into our topic for today, which actually comes off of our talk about experience systems um, recently. Uh, we're going to talk about downtime activities, downtime systems, that is some kind of formal system that is meant to provide the buffer or the connective tissue or the transitional phase between live sessions, whether you mean live at a table with other human beings or online with digital entities you think are other human beings, you <laughs> hope are other human beings. Like, my whole game is populated by Russian bots. Anyway, <laughs> something like that. Uh, so we're going to talk about, yeah, downtime systems. Um, 
Where do you want to start off with talking about the, the idea of, of downtime instead of it just being the traditional, you have this many experience points, you get to spend them, and magically you you pop up with extra petals on your flower next adventure? I think in both cases of the, the one that I've got down here, and then also carousing, which is the one we'll look at in more detail, which you have in Conan, they're yeah. not intended to replace experience. You still gain experience in Conan like you do in all the other 2D20 systems. I think it's what like you said last week. Because Conan has this thing of it's like, which is what it calls it, life between adventures, they've put in this carousing system as something to do in between adventures because it isn't necessarily going to be a campaign where it's this thing happens and then you have another adventure or another quest and blah, blah. It's this weird stuff happened to your players and then here's the stuff that's going to happen in between and then later on you'll have another adventure and this and they could be in a different country at that point so this is the kind of in-between stuff whereas i think a lot of other downtime systems i've seen it's more being yeah you've had an adventure and rather than just saying you go straight into the next one there might be things your players want to do in between rather than having to do those in game time here's you can do them in in non-game time so yeah hence downtime um because i don't it doesn't explain like yeah so it calls it in in Conan, it says life between adventures, yes. which is essentially downtime, but they don't call it that. Right. They call it carousing. Yeah. Which is funny because in one of the other ones I've got, carousing is one of the sub downtime activities you can do as opposed to the name of the overall system. I think, you know, it seems to me that the name carousing was selected deliberately to evoke this yeah. kind of rowdy, you know, seat of your pants sort of living that Conan adventurers are supposed to, uh, are supposed to be all about. Yeah. Um, what, are, just I, before, before we jump into this one, what other, uh, what other games are you aware of that have a formal downtime system? Oh, he holds up Xanathar's guide to everything. Xanathar's okay. guide to everything has a very, very detailed yes. thing. And it's actually quite good because it, it kind of includes all of the stuff that you'd probably want to do. So things like, but well, buying a magic guy, I found weird. But the second one in here is carousing. But here's carousing is it's going to the pub and hoping you meet some contacts. But it's got things like crafting a magical item. And I think that's why it's good. So rather than, you know, because that's the kind of thing players want to do. Yeah. And so it puts a limit on that. Instead of going, well, how long has it been since the last session? Oh, I don't know. Right. Well, in that time, I can quite right. No, it's it's a very clear right. I think essentially a session of downtime is you have a week. You have like a time span, which I think is a week, but I can't be able to check it. Um, but essentially then it's like, all right, well, you can choose. So if someone who can craft go, well, I'm going to spend my downtime time crafting a magical items. And then you have things yeah. like crime. I like as well that's pit fighting where you basically just do some checks and you can earn money or you can get beaten up and you can have <laughs> relaxation. But the other things like, yeah, selling a magic item is weird as well. Cause you're like, well, sure you can just do that. But it, I think this is a kind of a, it meets both things. It's a way of, it's a way of giving something players to do in between sessions, which is cool, but it's also a way of stopping characters who maybe could do certain things, doing silly amounts of things in between. So, yeah. you know, if someone's going, well, we need to sell these magic items, right? Well, you could use that as a role-playing activity and do it in the session, or it can be a downtime activity that some yeah. of the players who are good at, you know, the charisma stuff can do. Um, and there's training. And stuff I think some there. things are, some things could be very tedious yes. for a party. And so pushing them off the stage and having them happen as some kind of a narrative montage that some roles are attached to, I think makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I, I really liked it as a system. I think when I, we used it, when, when me and Brian were playing like a GM-less D&D game, we used it at, at points partly because we had sort of 
kind of lulls in between, you know, we had like a story thing and then we realized there was something else we wanted to do and our characters had no money. We're like, well, we're not yeah. just going to like say we've got to, let's actually use downtime rules. We spend like, we'll, we'll spend a month in this city. That's four weeks. How much money can we earn in this time using the downtime rules? And we use another point. We then kind of got into a bunch of adventures, right? Then we had downtime, right? Well, let's, let's have a look at the kind of stuff we can do in it. So I, I like the fact that it's the kind of, you don't need to use those rules at all. You could totally just, the GM can run it. Um, and I actually thought Pathfinder had similar rules, but I looked in the, the Pathfinder book and there's a page that basically just says downtime and explains what it is and what you could do. So it could be in the GM book, but I don't have the yeah. GM book for, for second edition Pathfinder. Pa Pathfinder does offer or did offer in first edition something adjacent to a downtime system in the Kingmaker um, Adventure Path, yeah. which was the, the kingdom management system, which was not directly... It, it didn't directly benefit the characters as individual, call it mechanical entities, but it did. It was like Sim City, yeah, for your kingdom. And the more you know, your character, your character's stats and abilities played into how they played a role in making the kingdom function or not function or things like that. And then you, by virtue of rolling kingdom events, things like. You know, there's a there's a, a famine or there's a flood or there's, you know, someone poisoned the waterhole or whatever. Those kinds of things that those gave those gave me ideas as GM that I could, you know, wrap back into or use as on ramps to other storylines within the uh within the game. That was like I said, primarily focused on the the kingdom as like yeah. kingdom as character in a weird way. Conan Exiles had a buffer. Conan Axels has something similar to that because you can't do carousing. There aren't bars to go to and people to meet because you're out in the wilderness. But once you start building up your settlement, then there's rules in that for kind of like literally settlement rules. And then you you're have, talking about exiles. Yeah. And then you have yeah. settlement events. Um, and so that does a similar thing there. So the downtime, essentially, because you're losing the carousing rules in exiles, which is why I haven't yep. done it. Um, but then it has all these settlement rules, um, which at the moment, the settlement at the moment consists of like the three PCs we have or two PCs and GMC, but our three characters. And then they came across a, a wandering minstrel who we were really hoping was going to be like, I don't know, an exotic dancer or just anything other than a minstrel. But we rolled and he still came up as a minstrel. We were really disappointed. Um, and then some like escaped refugee from somewhere. So there are now five people in our settlement. Um, but yeah. That's not a settlement. That's a it's, camp. It's exactly. It is a camp. That doesn't rate as a, as a settlement no. yet. Well, we have a we have a long house now, so that puts it up the thing. But uh, yeah, we need some more people in it. So, that, so again, there's rules in that for they're, they're really for in between sessions. They're the kind of things you could do as okay, right? Well, you're off adventuring, and in between, here's the rules for building up the settlement, yeah. which you're not going to do all the time because it's more like a like you said, it's like Sim City. It's not role playing. It's it's, it's spreadsheet. It, but this this sounds to me in in similar to the. The, the kingdom building is, yeah, and management rules yeah. in that it's focused more on the place. Yes. And then the characters are affected by story elements that, that come from that, that are related to the place, but it's not of the characters themselves. Now yeah. Conan's carousing system, which is a, a fully fleshed out downtime system that yeah. focuses on the characters. And if you're not familiar with, uh, with Conan, um, well, we're going to go over this quickly because Chris is convinced there's not as much to it as I think there is. <laughs> I think there's there's a reasonable amount here, and there's certainly 
more than well i mean none of the other 2d20 games that i can think of have a downtime system at all not like this and even like you know the 5e yes it has a really good downtime system but that's in xanathar's guide to everything which is not a like a core, core book so this had it in the core book so this is a rare example of a fully functioning downtime system in a core book but it still only comes to like a hand, handful of pages although yeah um they do some of the other conan the books do have extra um yep. carousing options they add to it because cool. for like the the call it like subgenre specific yeah. Yeah. aspects of it but let, let, let's go ahead and through this go through this i i made a a, a one-page reference sheet to it that i'll link in the notes for this episode um so the idea is that your your at the table adventure comes to a close you know you, you slaughter everybody or whatever it is you <laughs> steal the stuff or you raid the vill whatever it is you you end your conan adventure and then the first decision that the the party has to make is during the downtime that is the 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 space between the ending of that adventure and whenever the next one is and it says that typically this is measured in days weeks or maybe months but it seems to me like a week or so or a week or more is is i think the implied standard the first question is does the group stay together and so the group of players are going to decide does our group stay together or does it does does everyone scatter and maybe they agree the characters say ah we'll meet together in such and such in you know at the next high you know full moon or something like that or the gm decides that you know the the the, the tides and waves of life force you back together at some future location but that's the first thing and and the the difference here is if the group stays together obviously their activities are going to be shared largely whereas if they split up they're going to be individual yep um, and the next thing you have to do then is do upkeep which and this i know we've talked about this with conan we talked about it in the episode we did about conan where the resource management and money is very fuzzy you know a gold gold is just this this kind of a vague conceptual ideas yeah but he's gold is still like a gold is still a number that can go up and down whereas yes. like mutant chronicles and infinity you kind of have a wealth like level yeah and the level doesn't really go up and down unless you find an absolute ton of money or spend a load it's kind of fixed whereas yeah. this at least does go up and down a bit. i was just reading this. this is the right stitch up this is so true to real life though so it's all players must spend a number of gold equal to three plus the character social standing. All right, makes sense. You spend more gold if you live in a have a fancy lifestyle, right? Because you have an expectation of your 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 life yeah. your your lifestyle. But then it has each level of renown reduces the cost of upkeep per, by one per rank of renown. So basically, if you are famous, yes. you get stuff for free. It's like yeah, that's that's, that's true. Bullshit. Then I thought, oh wait a minute, that's real life. That's what that's happens true. to famous people who get yeah, to go to some... sports events for free. Right. If you're some rich puke, you get, you know, or you're, you're Mr. Cool, you're going to get free stuff. Yeah. So I, I like that. And the idea of this, you know, well-known adventurer or whatever, that makes sense. So you, you, you determine how much you have to spend in order to, well, what do you get for that? You basically recharge all of your expendable <clears throat> resources, like arrows and torches and junk like that. And then the assumption is that you are fed and you are clothed and you are housed at a level of your your comfort during the um during this uh this this carousing interlude yeah so the next thing you do you as an individual now this is this is one part where whether you whether the characters stay together as group or whether they split up the 
individual uh, characters, players choose which they do. And you choose a carousing activity. Now, I take these as being ideas because I think they provide enough guidance that you as GM could create new ones. Players could suggest new ones, but you could choose to try to meet a patron. Yep. Um, that's not patron like, you know, some kind of sorcery or warlocky kind of thing. It's clear about that. That's just someone from whom you could get information or jobs. You could trade, that is seek to buy or sell specific things. You could gamble. You could try to learn rumors. You can recover from injuries. And remember, in these two die 20 systems, injuries, those five point uh, stress blocks, they linger. So if you want, if you have injuries, in order to make those go away, you have to spend time during carousing, recovering from them. You can cultivate renown, go around and get people to like you, tell stories <laughs> about how great you are, or you could try to receive a title. The idea is that each character chooses one of those to do. And there are roles attendant to those to determine, like if you gamble, do you lose money? Do you, does, is it a wash? Do you gain money? Uh, do you learn rumors? Are they useful? Uh, things like that. So each person chooses what they want to do. Um, and like I said, I think there's about a paragraph or so written for each of those in the book. And there are seven options. And I think it'd be really easy, depending on the location and the vibe of your campaign and the types of characters, you, GM, you could come up with all kinds of other things and use the, the, the role recommendations as jumping off points to come up with your own. I'm curious what appears in the other ones because I know I know some of the other ones have extra ones, but it's one of those. It's one of the downsides of the of the Conan the books. Yes, there. It's actually quite hard to know which to look in for what. Right. So after, so I never quite know. <laughs> after one determines individually what their carousing activities are going to be, then you roll for carousing events, and this is where. This is where whether the group stayed together or stayed apart, or I suppose you, the group could subdivide. Like if you had a group of five characters and three of them decide to stay together and two of them decide to go off individually, you could, you could do this. I don't think it has to be all or another. But carousing events are based on a roll, and you're either rolling and there's a mechanic for rolling for the entire group or rolling for individuals. But there are tables, or there is a table that's about four pages, four and a half, about four pages long of all kinds of crazy things. Good, bad, weird, ugly. Uh, like, for example, spotted by old friend. The player character meets up with an old friend passing through the same area. What news does this old friend carry? What problems does the friend have? Or what assistance can be provided? Make a new friend. Rivals in town. Encountered a cult. It's Conan. Of course you're going to encounter a cult. Slumming nobility. I love this. At times, the idle rich will don rough clothing and try to move amongst the common folk, seeing their forays into the lives of ordinary people as an adventure, a form of daring exploration, or even a means of avoiding notice. Uh, the player character stumbles upon one of these nobles, whether a jaded youth seeking the rough-and-tumble world of mercenaries or pursuing a tryst without courtship and decorum. How does the noble respond to this encounter, and how does it go wrong for them both? So what's neat about these carousing events in this table is, well, first of all, there are 39 of them. So, and they're all, they all have several sentences or so worth of ideas. Some of them involve additional roles. These are meant to provide some kind of story element to carry into the next adventure, or perhaps a story element that points to or even helps to define the next adventure. So you roll those 
and either each person gets an individual one or the group gets it. Yeah, that's the bit I really like because the, I know you've said that you could write more or the GM could come up with them, but to me, the crowds and activities, there aren't enough of them. Yeah. And particularly like when I've looked at the 5e one and there's a, there's loads, there's like twice as many. Um, and some of these straightaway ones will be like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to waste mine doing recovery. I'm just going to get my mate to heal me. The other ones are all fine. Um, so I, there, there needs to be a lot more. And actually I just looked, I, I've looked through three other books and I couldn't find any. Okay. One had a different carouse and table though, which is cool. For the events. Um, because the events yeah, the and the events. activities are two different steps or two different yeah, things. But the, the, the activities to me is, oh, you, you need more. There needs to be more activities. That's the bit where I'm like, ah, it's all right, but there could be more. But I love the events. The events is really cool. Like the only okay. downside of the events is you could easily roll an event you've already rolled before. But re-roll it. I mean, you just you just like, you know, knock a number off or change it or do something. It's the kind of thing where I actually think, well, the one downside of the way they've done the table, because they've done it as as 2D20. Yeah you're going to get more of the ones in the middle a lot and the ones at the outside, you're not going to get as much, but you could easily just go, well, I'm going to fudge this into a, I'm going to roll an odd even, and then I'm going to roll on the first 20 or the second 20 to give me more variety. Uh, Cause actually that's the Conan the Mercenary has its own carousing table and that's just a D20. Yeah. Um, so, but that, yeah, I, that's the I, bit I, I do think is really cool that like I said, it does, it can have cool things which you can just do right there and then at the table, or it can be something that you're going to take into the next session or even a later session. It doesn't have to be the next session. So it generates the, it generates those extra little plot things beyond just what you've planned, which is, I really like, I really like that. The events bit is the bit I really like. That's the bit which makes it stand out because like the 5e one, the individual things are quite good, but a lot of them just have like, you do it, you know, you do a success roll. And if you succeed, you get this thing. And if you fail, you get this. I mean, some of them, if you fail, then something bad happens, kind of like one of these events. But you'd keep having the similar events happening because yeah. they haven't. So the events thing on the carousing, that's the bit that makes it stand out. That adds a lot more to the story. It's not just that. That's what elevates it beyond just, oh, it's just a little downtime thing to like kill the time. It's that or, makes it more. Or it's just a downtime thing to check a mechanical box. Like I got my arrows back. I mean, number 19 on carousing events is inexplicable tattoo. The player character awakens from a particularly exciting night with a large and unexplainable tattoo somewhere on their person. What form does this tattoo take? What information, if any, does it convey? And who put it there? That's where the was it a snake or is it a lightning bolt tattoo story came from, which was <laughs> which was a cool thing because it it became something that added more personality to the characters and made us more of a like a group <laughs> i was just thinking there because that could be just oh it's a funny story or uh well that's the that's the starting plot of the as your bonds yeah, trilogy exactly that's an entire trilogy of books i mean the yeah. slumming ability is that well that that's jasmine and aladdin that's a whole that's oh, a totally. whole story <laughs> oh totally um i like yeah the, the, the events is the thing that makes it really cool yeah um, i agree I, and I, I think wish you're, they you're had... right you you could sit down and come up with maybe you could look through xanathar's if you were playing yeah. conan you could look through xanathar's and, and steal ideas for more activities yeah, i do totally think could. more activities would be uh it would be helpful but the events are really what make it yeah the events are good it's just it's like the stuff you have at the beginning of the of the character creation for conan and infinity and mutant chronicles where actually cool stuff happens just as you make a character like the war stories and things like yeah. that which is unfortunately missing from some of the more modern right. um, 2D20 games that, you, you, you know, you make a character, it comes up exactly as you want, which is great, but then the players have to come up with a backstory. I like the fact that these games, like you made a character and your character came with a backstory and 
it was never so concrete that you had to stick to what it is. It was just, it was, it pushed the players with little ideas. And, you know, yeah. some players might turn up with, bam, here's my novel as my backstory. Oh. But most players don't. Most yeah. players are like, oh, I, I want to hit stuff. Right. Well, now you can hit stuff with an interesting background story. And um, if the background story is dense enough, you can use the book you wrote that anyway. <laughs> so the next step in the in carousing is end of carousing. That's where the GM and the players collaborate to decide story-wise, how does this interlude come to a close? How long did it last? And how did uh how did it end off and how did the player character how did the characters come back together where the next adventure starts? Like do they come back together to go to the next city where the or place where the adventure starts, or do they show up there? That's where and, and I've experienced this as a player, the activities that each character chose, or each player chose for their character, and then the events that you rolled, and we did it as a group, the the nice, and I'm thinking of this one in particular, the nice thing about this is that you have so many ideas because, you know, one one player is saying, well, I, I want to go, you know, cultivate renown. I'm going to go look for rumors and things like that. Everyone has done something a little bit different, and then there's the event that we did for the whole group. And so there are lots of germinating story ideas. So then it becomes, this, this is all fodder for a discussion of, okay, how do we end up in the next place to start the next yeah. adventure? And then finally, the last thing you do, which is just purely personal and mechanical, is spend experience, because Conan yeah. has a very traditional experience system. You take, so after you've completed those first five steps of carousing, then you put a cherry on the Sunday by spending the experience that you had earned or had left over. You increase skills or this or that or the other thing, and then you're ready to begin the next adventure. And remember also, this is between adventures, not between yeah. sessions. So you finish a module, you finish a you know an adventure in one place or whatever, and then it ends. Then you, this is this is the buffer between those. I I really like it. Um, one of the things I like is that Conan. I kind of feel like Conan shouldn't be designed with a like a strict campaign, like it shouldn't have like an overarching massive, maybe you want a bad guy that comes back. I feel Conan kind of works a bit better when you're going to have like, you do an adventure and then you do the carousing at the end. And then you either run another adventure, which is like set in a totally different place. And it could be a year later because that's what Conan did. Um, or you don't even have to account for the time. You just say some yeah. time has passed. A season, and then you do, whatever. You, know, you get to do the event. I find it really funny. I just read this thing in the crowd room, which I've never noticed before. It actually says it's time to return to whatever path the player characters have chosen, whether it be that of barbarism, thievery, mercenary work, piracy, wandering, bigandry, adventure, and scouting, or even ruling as king of queens. Those are just the book titles. Well, it's it's funny how <laughs> I, I, I love and, and this is this is actually a, I think this is a great place where our you know our tagline is system story and, and setting, they really come together. Modivius did a really nice and I, I hate sounding like a slobbering fanboy over this, like I'm talking about Harry Styles or some crap like that. But um we know how people get like that's boy the person bands. you could think of. Slobber. That, that was the person you came up spice with. Spice Well, that's that's he's the spice girls of right now. Uh, you know? Oh, I agree. Uh but anyway. I literally had a conversation about punching him in the face the other day at school. Oh, but the well, girls were like, do you like Harry Styles? No. no. I'm a, I'm a, no. No. And I was like, no. none of the lads in this class will either. And they were like, yeah, you tell us. And, and one day you won't either because you're a pop music fan. And a year and a half from now, the style makers will tell you what you'll like. And you will <laughs> drop Harry Styles like a bad habit. And you will pick up something, whatever you're told to. Anyway. Yeah, I like how this... 
I think it's funny how Modifius, they, they remind you again and again and again of like the savage kind of like murder hobo uh, <laughs> yeah. foundation to Conan. Like they, they, they lose no opportunities to, to remind you of that. But this is a great example of you have this setting that that is built around, I mean, Howard's writing is built around episodic uh, writing. Yeah. And so you have now this system that then accounts for the 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 transition that makes some sense of and adds some story to and uses the mechanics of and blends in the experience system. So the system and the setting and the stories, they all converge in this carousing system. I think it's a very clean and clever way to do it. And it's something that I um, I would definitely want to adapt. Like if I were going to run, you know, right now I'm doing Star Trek and what we're doing is we, we play at the table and then we're doing, um, as part of the experience system for that, the characters or players are supposed to write log entries. And so they're doing that. We have a Discord server where they're keeping track of those things. And like I issue orders to the captain so that he can tell, so that we do a lot of the, the in-between, the tedious type stuff between sessions, but we're not running this. It's less episodic. There is a, there is a bit of an overarching story, yeah. but, um, but I, I, I'm definitely going to think about how I can in, not so much codify it more for Star Trek, but, um, but introduce just these ideas. Cause I, I just, I really like this. I think it's a really good. I think it's really good. I mean, I, I like the fact that again, thinking this relates to the other 2d 20 games that they kind of all have different ways. They went, want to be run like infinity is very much, you have a, it's a mission of the week structure. That's how it yes. should be. It depends on you. Cause obviously when they all, when all of the books are out, they then introduce, you can be mercenaries or you can do different things. But the, the basic standard one with the wilderness of mirrors is you are working for O12 in this like code infinity team and you're, you get sent on missions. Um, so that could do with a, a like a downtime thing like this. But Conan is very much, you know, it could be this, you, 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 these people meet up and you go on this crazy adventure and then you maybe don't see each other for a year. And this gives yep. you kind of stuff that happened in the meantime. Um, Fallout is designed to be a survival game, like a free league type thing. Uh, whereas other games, you know, and I like the fact that these different things go into it, but this totally, like you said, it, it matches the, it matches the setting. Um, it gives you a story to either to like to play off of if you want to. Um, and there's some, you know, there's some cool rule stuff in there. So it, it, it is a good idea. I wish, I wish there was the only downside for me is I wish there was more activities in it. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's a really cool system. And it's the kind of thing you think, why, why have they not done that since? Why isn't there, I mean, not carousing, but you know, why, why, why did they decide to put downtime activities into Conan, but they haven't put it into any of the other ones i wonder if the assumption is based in their interpretation of what are stories like in this and how your traditional campaign style play totally applicable for um fallout as you said and i think nowadays as we've discussed before it's kind of the default for how people play and so conan is explicitly different from that because it's supposed to be these separate like blobs of adventure that have space, ill-defined space between them. And so this system exists to make some sense of that space and perhaps provide a buffer so as to protect that episodic nature of the Conan stories, or at least encourage people to see it differently 
than your 1 to 15 level campaign or your unbroken story within one city or something like that. You know, and yeah. of course if you if you want to run a traditional campaign then you still do this. My oh, guess yeah. is that I you would, would just yeah, consider yeah. the carousing block of time to be shorter. Yes. Yeah. Because you're not wandering all over the countryside. Yeah, I think this is one thing that lends into sort of both potentially a pro and a con of Conan is that Conan's the kind of game you could step into. Conan's are very easy to be a filler between other things. Or some of your players are missing. Let's yeah. just do Conan this week. Let's see where the players were that we haven't used, uh, the PCs are that we haven't used for six months. Let's see what they're up to. Um, at the same time, it, when you're running a game like that, it, it does mean you kind of might play a few fifth actions think, well, we're not really going anywhere here because we haven't got that recurring bad guy or overarching plot or the, the things. The carousing's good at giving you something at the end of one session to make you look forward to the next one, though. So then that's the kind of thing that can, can pull it together. But I don't, you know, that that's ideal for me. That's the funny thing at the moment that I'm playing Conan with an Exiles thing, right. which is so a constantly running in. So I'm not using this, but also we're not in a, I'm not in a situation where we can play a few weeks in Conan and go, we can take a break here. We can always come back to these characters. Yeah. Um, and go and play something else because I'd be quite happy like alternating between say Infinity and Conan just doing a few weeks of one and a few weeks of the other just keep jumping back and forth because because they won't have a campaign there uh, you like, know so you just on. made me think of something that I hadn't considered before how Conan because of its episodic nature is good for just a, a pickup that is you made characters you played two or three sessions six months yeah. ago and you go hey let's play this you know what you could do if you wanted to do that as GM you could start with carousing <laughs> yeah to see what starts what you could even do yeah, just to, just to provide some like sparkle points some little bit of like sprinkle some love on your players you could say okay everyone's getting like we, we haven't played this since april i don't remember where you were experience wise i don't even know if we did experience whatever everyone's <laughs> going to get this much experience i'm going to just give you a block and we're going to go through carousing to just kind of warm us up this is our like, you know, pre-show warm up. And then we drop into the adventure. You could spend 20 minutes doing this, drop experience on people. They spend it and you go right into the adventure. And people all already feel like my, my character's been up to things. My character's alive. Or it's the kind of thing, like you said, with Star Trek, you're getting your players to do logs. There's not enough. There's not so many rules and having to roll dice and carousing that you couldn't do it. Like you said, in a, in a Discord or a WhatsApp. Yeah. Um, chat thing to go right let's let's you know in between weeks let's let's do this let's do some planning for like well, what's gonna happen all right cool and then the gm can take it and run with it so um yeah i'm happy to different, i'm different i'm happy to just do it, it by discussion but i like yeah. the tables in this yeah but it does give you an extra you know it's a different way of playing the game conan could be the game that you drop in between yeah other games um, which like you often say you have this problem where you've kind of got a few and then it stops and you have a spare week and you're like, oh, what can we do here? So it's the kind of thing you could drop in to go, oh, we'll just play Conan. Because also, Con unlike other things, Conan is a system that probably doesn't suffer so much when you're missing a player. You know, like if you're running Star Trek and your chief medical officer isn't there that week, that's a bit weird. Oh, Beverly Crush is on uh, another course at Starfleet Academy. Um, or, or like she's in love with another ghost or something or Deanna well just let Deanna Troy wants to fall in love with it just leave her uh, Deanna could have not been there for seven series and no that, that's what I mean like she wants to fall in love I want to leave Starfleet that's fine that's fine go ahead that's all right um right you, like, you know this it's, it's Conan if one of the players isn't there well he didn't he didn't meet up in the place because you right. can literally do like you bump into each other oh I fancy meeting you again crazy adventure um so yeah Conan works quite <laughs> yeah. well for that and you know whereas other games maybe you know couldn't you can't 
like D and D is the thing you play all the time, and then one of your players is missing, you can't just yeah you know, oh we'll just let's well, grab those other characters we came and, up. and back to the issue that we discussed in the party size episode because of party size and party roles yeah i think that conan is conan goes really easy on okay so your dude with the battle axe isn't there your guy with the big sword is okay <laughs> I'll just adjust the number of minions down a little bit. I'll drop yeah. one of the toughened, and we're good to go. We're we're fine. It's yeah. not to say that all the characters are interchangeable. They're not. However, it doesn't require those those niche based roles like other yeah. other games do. Um, speaking about other games, aside from what's in Xanathar's, which admittedly I haven't looked at in a long time, um, can you think of any other games that have formal downtime systems? Something I don't like. know. I'm, I'm wondering if the new vampire does, but I can't remember. There, there's nothing else to see. I, I knew when we were going to do this, I knew that it was either 5e or Pathfinder had like codified downtime. Yeah. Oh, actually, I can think of one that does. Let me just have a look. If this one doesn't, I am properly stuffed because I haven't got any other ideas. Uh, I should look at this, but I only just something crossed my mind. Oh, yeah, Between Adventures. So the. It's got this stupidly long. So Warhammer, Age of Sigma, Soulbound. So it's got like subtitle after subtitle, subtitle. Um, that does have a whole between adventures set of rules. So yeah, in, okay. are they, in this they are called Endeavors. Oh, you know what does too? Um, now it's not published anymore, although Free League is coming out with a 5e version of the One Ring, but the 5e Adventures in Middle-Earth. Right. Yeah. Because it was assumed that you would only adventure periodically. Uh, it makes sense to have down, down to You would only go on adventures every... And so they have this thing called the fellowship phase. And they would have things like passing of the years, rest and recovery, undertakings, which is, you know, stuff you're up to. You could choose different things because the assumption baked into that was, in a way like Conan... You wouldn't have this nonstop campaign like going out and adventuring in Middle Earth would be an exception to the rule of your everyday life. So that has it. And I, I'm certain I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure that the One Ring has the same yeah, thing because good. Adventures in Middle Earth was built off of that game, that idea anyway. And now that flipped over uh, from I forgot who used to publish it. And now uh, Free League has yeah. it. Yeah, the uh, so there's another one. The Age of okay. Sigma it does it has an awful lot of different choices, going from like making cool new weapons to to meeting contacts, to creating spells, and and then background like mating compacts, training companions. So there's a whole bunch of different ones, but most of them are very very short. And what it doesn't have is there's no um, there's no story element to this. This is straight up just you get a week in between. Here's like other stuff you can do. Um, so that, so it does have one, but there's no there's no story stuff to that like like Conan has. Um, the new Twilight 2000 has a little something like this in that it has, like, you can set up a base of operations and and somewhat akin, but on a much smaller scale to the Kingmaker Kingdom Management rules, you can, you have to do things to maintain the location. I know um, that there's something also, something similar to that in Mutant U Zero. Yeah, it makes sense. It's kind of a... But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's nice to see that some systems have thought about this and put it in. Um, just some have done it more. I mean, like Soulbound does have pretty good. It's just rules. Conan is the one that actually gives you everything. There's rules there, but there's also yep. it's like it's the it's our holy trinity. It has the story and the setting, and then it has the system stuff in there as well. So it's uh, it's good. 
So, yeah. Well, here's, here's my challenge to listeners. Uh, if you're not on the Discord yet, I'll put a permanent link in this show's notes to that. And if you are, jump into the, the, the Conan topic in there, and let's start offering up ideas for additional, um, not events, but what's? Activities. Activities, additional carousing activities, and if you've come up with some and you're willing to share them, and even even if you come up with a you know a short subsystem for what dice need to be rolled, that'd be great because if we shared these ideas and more people get inspired by them, and if you've done something like this for another system outside of the ones that we've talked about, like you've created, or you you know of other systems that have something like this, uh, share the ideas. I mean, I, I think it's. It's always useful to turn to other systems, especially ones that you're not playing, to take a look at for inspiration and, and ideas. <laughs> well, also, it justifies the money we've spent on these other books that we don't then use. Shush. <laughs> Shush. Oh, I've used this book. Yes. My money was well spent. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know what, though? I, 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 uh, I, I mean, the price tag on these books, obviously, is a heck of a lot more than a novel, but, um, but I do enjoy reading them. So that's my justification. Yeah. All right. Well, that's excellent. Yeah. That's excellent. I think we, we, we wrap this up. We, we put a little bow on it, and we have a call to action. Join us on our, our crusade. If you can think of other systems that have downtime systems that we've completely ignored yeah. because you know, we don't know every system or have intimate knowledge of every single page of every single book. We know most of them, just not all of them. Thank you so much for listening. You can visit our show's homepage at anchor.fm slash fluff and crunch. That's F-L-U-F-F-N-C-R-U-N-C-H. We would really appreciate feedback and reviews on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to this on. Thanks so much.